Hey, folks, welcome to a Sunday night edition of Free Press Sports with Carlson Sean, all the way from Inglewood, California, not Los Angeles, California, not Beverly Hills, not Malibu, not Rancho Cucamonga. Where I was, I was born in Palm Springs and grew up. In okay, Kansas. okay. We are in Inglewood. We're across the parking lot from the Great Western Forum where where the Lakers played, where Jerry Voss uh, ran Showtime, Magic Johnson. I, you know, hey, that's all fun, but that's way in the past. What's in the future is a seven and two Lions team for the first time in how many years? I mean, uh, they haven't been nine and two. Not, they haven't been. I bet I don't think they've been a seven and two since the sixties. Don't hold me on that completely, but it's been a long. Maybe the fifties. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Right. I, I don't want to throw a year out there, but anyway, they they win, uh, kick a field goal with as the time expired, win forty one thirty eight over the Los Angeles Chargers. I, where, where do you where do you want to begin, Carlos? Because this was this was a game, and by the way, they won a shootout for the first time in the Dan Campbell era. Yeah, I think that uh, you know what what was interesting about this game, or indicative, or whatever emblematic was defensively they did not play well that's one thing that i was disappointed in i thought they would put together a better effort and look like that was going to be the way the game was going to shape up 17 to 3 uh in the second quarter and then the chargers come back you were disappointed i was disappointed they, in the defense they hurt you. yeah they did it, it, it was it was sad i mean aaron glenn owes me an apology it frankly and and a box of kleenex yeah maybe and uh and they scored they had they scored touchdowns on five straight possessions they were just unstoppable though i mean and, and this is a good chargers offense for sure you know it's not not bad but i mean from what we've seen from them right it looked like they maybe turned a corner so then it had to turn into a shootout and the, what the what the lions showed is that they can win games like this that we had like you said we haven't seen this before so that's the the pro the uh the encouraging part is that Okay, maybe if the defense isn't going to show up, then the offense has enough potency to go out there and win a high-scoring game. Um, that's good, except that in the playoffs, you're going to face some pretty good offenses. You can't – you're probably not going to live this way, you know, all the time and be successful just winning shootout after shootout. I don't think the team's really built that way. But it, it was it was a little – a lot closer, and I think this game really needed to be. No, you don't generally see 41-38 games in the playoffs. Sometimes you do. I mean, I think some of those – some of those Patriots teams in the later years won games that way, right? They were they were solid defensively. I'm uh, thinking of the Patriots and the Chiefs. So it it, it can, I mean, it is you you are going to occasionally it is, you're going to find a quarterback. Look, Justin Herbert's one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the league, right? After Jared Goff, yeah, yeah, after Jared Goff, he, he's a top five quarterback, and we saw some of the some of the throws he made today, especially on the roll, uh, oh, yeah. scrambling on the run. I mean, just. And it's it's breathtaking, right? Because there there are three or four other guys that can make a play like that in the league. Great, great arm talent, but great arm talent, but it also takes more than just arm talent. It takes a lot of, you know, acuity, feel, working with your coordinator, all that stuff, being symbiotic with you know with the guys playing calls, but also with your the talent around you. So it's not just, I mean. Uh, Herbert's more in this Matthew Stafford mode where it's like, I'm going to I'm going to trust in my arm because I can throw 500 yards down the field and uh, very good, very, very good quarterback. But Jerry Goff won the game. He did. And by the way, I was just going to say, sometimes you get a quarterback like Herbert at that talent level with a receiver as good as Keenan Allen. And they kind of get this connection. They get rolling. They're at home. I know there are a lot of Lions fans here today, so it's not the normal home advantage. But it is a home field advantage since it's just it's. You're still on somebody else's turf. You're yeah. three hours. It's a three-hour time difference. You're in the Pacific time zone. It's hard to come out to the West Coast and win, just like it's not as easy to go to the East Coast for West Coast teams, although San Francisco walloped Jacksonville this morning. But uh, but so, so so there's some things going against you a little bit. They're on a roll. Your, your point about five straight possessions. You get the quarterback receiver symbiotic thing going, and it's just it's hard to it's hard to stop that. So what do they do? They answered it. 
you know, every time San Diego, excuse me, San Diego, every time Los Angeles <laughs> tied it, um, they never could take the lead, right? The Lions responded. And um, and some of those times they were giving up touchdowns, Carlos, with pass interference, you know, yes. uh, right? They they nullified a intentional grounding with a personal foul on the quarter, roughing the passer on the quarterback. There were, there were some demoralizing plays that happened where you could really kind of hang your head, and they did not. They just calmly came back on the field and worked their way down the field. Yeah, and as you could see, the Padres um, when they were when they were uh, when the Lions went ahead, I think for the uh, second to last when their last touchdown that they scored before the Padres came back, I'm come Padres, but uh, and tied it. Um, you could see, or maybe it was in the last possession, but you could see the Chargers defense. There was a guy; he was, you know, fall, he he'd fallen down. He was kind of just sitting there like a little kid on his butt. And kind of had had his head hung, and I think the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers are not as good of a team as the Lions. Their head coach Brandon Staley has been on the hot seat almost the whole season, and they know that. I mean, beating a team like the Lions, even if they are at home, and after a big Monday night win in uh, against the Jets in New York, this would have been huge. This is this team is more the the Chargers are more desperate for a win than the Lions are. The Lions are a very good team. This is the kind of game that you expect to win, but if you don't win it. It's like, well, you know, it's not good, but it's hard to, you know, like you said, everything, the travel, the Chargers are okay, they're at home, all these different things. And they have a good, very good offense. So, but the Chargers, you could just see it. And we've seen this from the Lions in the years past. We're like, oh, they just got a little bit of momentum and they just they came so close and they lost. And that was like, that was that player hanging his head. And the Lions didn't have that vibe about them. They were like, okay, we're in a shootout. The defense is struggling, but let's just keep going. And they, you never saw that kind of uh, hangdog look from them. I think that's the difference of these two teams. But winning games like this and, you know, that big play, the the, the call on fourth and two right at the end of the game, that was huge. Uh, what did you think about that call? Well, I thought I thought that was the, the smart call and the only call, right? I mean, there's, what, a minute and 47 seconds left, I want to say, and they're they're down close to the. Uh, they're down close to the uh, red zone, right? And um, I can't remember exactly. It's I can't, about minute forty-seven yeah, left or so. And it's fourth down. It's fourth and two. And I was trying to remember exactly what they were on, what yard line they were on. But uh, in any case, I don't think San, I don't think Los Angeles had San, San Antonio. Diego. Did you see San, San Antonio? Antonio? I don't think Los. I don't think Los Los Angeles had any um, timeouts left. But still, a minute forty-seven is. Plenty of time, maybe a few seconds less than that that would have got the ball back, but it's plenty of time to go down and do. I mean, they just scored five straight times or whatever. So Dan Campbell, to me, made the only move he could. He, he watched the game like everybody else did. He saw what was happening and which unit, you know, showed up out here in California, and he put it in their hands. And, uh, yes, that was a gamble, but um, but he needed two yards basically to win the game, and he got it. And it just – plus it shows faith, and it, it shows um, – did he understands the team week to week, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. some weeks the defense is going to be playing better and the offense is going to be scuffling a little bit and he'll go with them and he'll make a decision based on that. He seems to be uh, adaptive in that way, right? Yeah. He, it, there's no set protocol with him. You never know what some, well, some weeks he's going to just be happy to punt it. Mm-hmm. Other weeks he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not uh, shackled by some kind of weird. I always do with this a, a certain thing, a certain way. You know, he is he does adapt. He has a good feel. He has good intuition for what's happening in the game, what's happening with his players. Um, and that's what's encouraging. And you hear that from the players, you know, from Amon Ross St. Brown. We heard that. And from Jared Goff, of, it means a lot. You know, it's not just this game, but he we we go for it a lot on fourth down. And, and the more 
They want to prove him right. They want it. He said, yeah, oh, I'm in Ross. I said, we want to prove him right. You know, and and they have a lot of times. That's why they go for it on work down so often. Of course, a lot of that's Ben Johnson's play calling is helps a lot. But the execution of it, for sure, with, right. with all these players, with St. Brown and Goff and so forth. Um, and the run game today was really impressive with Montgomery coming back after missing two games and Jameer Gibbs with a couple of touchdowns. And it, it's just that there's there's nothing to be concerned about with that offense. But it's just the defense. You have to have. You do more or less have to have a holistic effort. This offense is really good. They were healthy today for the first time since probably the whole season, right? If you want to include the offensive line. The offensive line, line, absolutely. The offensive line was a huge part of it. They were blocking where Jared Goff said he never never got touched. You know, he he never got knocked down. I don't think there was a quarterback hit registered. He certainly wasn't sacked. So he had a lot of time. Um, That always helps. So that's that's something that's very encouraging. Um, I just think, I wonder what what Dan Campbell is going to say about the defense after he watches the tape he said he was gonna melt in a seat on the plane on the way home it's a it's you know it's a tough tough coming out here probably tougher on the coaches sometimes they have a lot of time to think but uh he doesn't like to look at the game film right after the game because it's he's emotional he's gonna wait till the next day probably um but it'll be interesting he says on monday about um the defensive effort something about the offense too but the offense was just so good it's the defense that i think has to be a, a little bit of a concern right now no, for sure, and, and and again with a game like this, a quarterback like that, a couple some some of the, some of the skilled players that, that Los Angeles have, you're always going to think, okay, does CJ Gardner Johnson is he does he make a tackle right? Does he make a little bit of a does he direct somebody? You know, mostly it's hard, it's harder to say. Jerry Jerry Jacobs is is filled in pretty well there, but but they're missing. <clears throat> excuse me, they're missing a, a quarterback back there to a degree. And then Kirby Joseph is is the is the second best back there in, in a way, and so you, you, so I, I think about that sometimes when I watch yeah a pass defense or pass offense doing what excuse me I got a little something in my throat doing what Sandy uh, no, you're never gonna I, get rid of it no I've, call, say, I've thought of them, I've thought, I, I go back to Don Coriel and Dan Fouts and I mean they've, they've been to San Diego Chargers years life too I mean all, all oh. our, no, for sure. For most, I call them San Diego for many times. Yeah, yes. for for most of our for most <laughs> of our lives. But uh, but no, I think about it. so. There's that, and and they couldn't quite get to Herbert. Herbert has really sneaky. I don't want to say sneaky because that's a. Oh, we know what that means. Yeah, yeah be careful. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to say that. He's he's um he's got really good athleticism, and he's yeah. got some quick some quickness about him. Good, it's, yes, it's, good feel for where the pressure's coming right? from. Right, and then he can go when he, I mean, yeah. you know, Enough, there, yeah. there are a few times that he's not Lamar Jackson, but he's faster than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Josh Allen. He's not quite that much of a, a, a bulldog, but um, bulldog but in, a good one. But in any case, you, you, you watch that, you think about maybe what's not quite back in the back end yet. They're still trying to figure it out up front. I mean, they rotate a lot of guys in, and they just couldn't quite get to him. But I don't know that they wanted to quite get to him because they got to contain him. The problem is, and he can pick you up parking if you had time. So he's not going to, you know. There were some missed tackles, the the, the roughing the quarterback. There were uh, a couple of times there were missed assignments, guys in the wrong spot, biting on fakes, that kind of thing. Some of that's going to happen, but. But I'm sure he's going to see that and say, yeah, I wish they were a little bit more disciplined, a little bit more focused. Yeah, it's I, the thing about the Chargers, and obviously I think they had uh, coming in, they had the eighth-ranked scoring offense. So pretty good. Lines right behind them at nine. Um, but uh, it's not, you know, this isn't like this powerhouse. You don't think of it as, 
you know, I mean, Keenan Allen, it's his 10th year. He's a very good receiver, but it's his 10th year, right? It's not like he's some Jamar Chase out there, you know, destroying people. So uh, they're doing well with what they have. And a lot of that credit goes to their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, former Lions quarterback. He's really good at playing, calling plays, uh, making the most of what he has. But, you know, Austin Eckler back there running back. And I don't know what their tight end's name is. I mean, I'll, you know, they don't have name brand Pro Bowl guys at every position. Um, Harbert's obviously very good. And he makes up for, probably for some of these deficiencies in their skill position. But even on one of the possessions, they scored a touchdown. Keenan Allen had a, a sore shoulder. He left the game for a while. He wasn't even in that drive almost entirely, and they still scored. So that tells you a lot about, you know, one, the offensive potency of the charge, but also the, the defensive deficiencies of they took out their by far number one passing threat. And they were still able to move the ball and score on the Lions defense. So that's something that uh, he, had, they, he had too much time, didn't he? He had way too much time. He I don't did. know. How, I don't know if they registered a sack. I'm not sure. I mean, it certainly didn't seem like it. They got close a couple of times, but they just weren't. They, they, they knocked him down a couple of the times, some quarterback hits, but uh, just not enough pressure. And that's kind of been something we've been seeing a little bit too much of lately. Is well, not yeah. enough pressure. And that on leads the to the pass interference sometimes because then you're asking the secondary to. Uh, and, yeah, and that's the other part of it. The yeah, they got to stay back there forever. By the way, um, from where we're sitting, we're in a suite kind of near the press box. I don't know what kind of muckety-mucks sit in here, but if you look out toward the stadium from where we're sitting, the word Samsung, you know, the the appliance, uh, stereo, whatever, it looks like it's just sort of floating out there. I feel like we're in a, a future, like a Spielberg futuristic movie out there. It's also that it's uh, it's not that it's super, super late, but you've been out here all week. I flew in from uh, State College. I was at the Michigan-Penn State game. University Park. You know, well, I actually spent more time in State College. The stadium's in University Park. It's a little, it's a little confusing. And before we get too more confused, I, I, just, I just wanted to say what, to, to your point, Dan Campbell absolutely has uh, guts. I got a text from a, a a friend out here I've known for forever at halftime, and then at the end of the game again, who and all he said was Dan Campbell is crazy, and he meant that in the best possible way, right? And I, and I just imagine that there's a lot of the fan base out there to just. It was really, really satisfied with winning the way they won today. I know watching the defense was frustrating, but having them go for it and then putting the putting the control, kneel, 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 field goal game, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the interesting thing is I mean you know when your San Diego Chargers were in the AFC, right? That's what it used to be, Coriel and that kind of stuff. It just gutsy. You know, Kellen uh, Winslow, Kellen Winslow, but the AFC was like that. It was a fun league, you know, and it was used to be the AFL was what it was. Mm -hmm. If you ever watch a great documentary about, I forget what the name of it was like the history of the AFL or whatever, what ended the NFL, AFL. It was a fun, fun league where they just threw the ball and it was, you know, constant, you know, offense all the time. And, and the NFL has become so conservative, so conservative that something like this is considered like bold, you know, and it's like, no, of course you want to end the game with the ball in your hands. Of course, you're leaving it up to a kicker to make a 41 yarder. Uh, and, you know, if it's not an amazing kicker, you're, you're taking a chance. They were giving up a touchdown. Yeah, you know, it, that, it, exactly. It, it, unless San Diego, unless Los Angeles, <laughs> unless Los Angeles beat themselves or fumbled the ball or whatever, you know, yeah. they they were going to score a touchdown. Yeah, I, I I guarantee you, most of the the listeners, the viewers out there, whatever, our readers, the fan base, <laughs> absolutely thought that right. uh, they were going to give up a touchdown because that's just so often how it goes. So 
to your point about San Diego, <laughs> I might as well just say San Diego. Except there's just San Diego. Diego. I still, that's ridiculous that they moved up here. It it's is. not fair. It is. You know, all those all those hardworking uh, naval gals and guys down there that help take care of this country and protect yeah. this country. They deserve a team. I cannot believe they they yanked them out. Of there. That was a great fan base too. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a great fan base. San Diego is always, as an Angelino, and I have, I've always liked going to San Diego. I, I used to go to Jack Murphy Stadium to watch the Padres and and your Chargers. It was a garbage stadium, but it was a good fan. It was a garbage stadium, but it's always been no, no. It's always been a bad fan base because they're very blase because there's so much. San Diego is a beautiful town. There's a lot of other stuff to do. It, in fact, I have a friend who used to lived down there. He worked to the for one of the papers and he had a blog called Minor League Town. And it was all about San Diego fanaticism because people just got disinterested very quickly uh, when the weather was too good. Like, just should we go to the beach? And by your people, I mean, of course, Californians. Yeah. They're, they're uh, come on. They are. Uh, well, Californians are. Because LA, it's the same here. You got all sorts of stuff, but the Dodgers are a really LA, good fan base. LA is very similar, except that it has a much, much larger population so they can get away with it. But San Diego has a much smaller population. So, any any little diversion of a oh it's a surfing competition let's go to that instead or a golf tournament whatever or a, new, but, a new ramen shop yeah absolutely Although there's some pretty good ramen in Detroit I'm, 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 at this yeah. point yeah, yeah. so uh, we're so, catching up so we're uh, yeah but but they they deserve they uh, for the people I felt bad that they've lost their team but frankly they just they really couldn't support it. It was and a great Potters, crowd, though, I remember, when they were good, right? When they were, when they were really good in the yeah. Philip Rivers years and stuff and the Ladanian Tomlins and all that. Yeah, when they were really good and they started tracking toward the playoffs, they would show up for sure. But a lot of times they wouldn't. Um, I mean, you just look at teams like San Diego State. You know, they were hosting UCLA this year and they just didn't draw well. It's just been hard to always get to get keep momentum going in that sports town. So I definitely feel bad for them. Um, but also San Diego is also a very transient town like LA is. And part of it is because of the military, right? Um, they come and go, but um, it's nice that they did get some support though. It wasn't a sellout, but it was, it was a decent but crowd. The, the, but the lines almost, the, li- the Lions fan base almost helped make it a sellout, right? Yeah. The way they're traveling. And Jared Goff said this again today. He, he said, uh, and he said this, I want to say in Tampa, he maybe even said this first in Kansas City because that's what that happened on the season openers where everybody first noticed how many, how much Honolulu blue and and white and silver was in the crowd. Uh, not that there's Honolulu white and silver, but uh, Honolulu blue and silver. You're really, uh, I, I, really too tired. Yeah, I, 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 we do need to wrap this up. But no, but 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 he said he just never he's never seen anything like it. And it's um, rare. It's rare in the NFL. And he's never, you know. Yeah, so Rams fans, he didn't see it from Rams fans even during the Super Bowl because Rams fans are like, oh, let's should we go to Minnesota? No, we're not going to Minnesota. We're staying here and going to the to the new uh, Nobu that opened or whatever in Malibu. That's what they're doing. Yeah, no. So anyway, they, the, the, the fan base showed up again. The team showed up in the end. Actually, the offense showed up to the whole game. Gutsy calls, gutsy plays. Uh, yeah, the the play to Brock Wright on the on the touchdown before, yeah. that was on fourth and one. I want to say that was down the, the twenty five yard line somewhere. I think it was a twenty five yard touchdown. You think he fakes the handoff? The the defensive line kind of digs in. They throw over the top. Just there's a there's a lot of a lot of really good stuff. A lot of really clever stuff. Uh, I'm on Saint I'm on Ross Saint Brown with a hundred and I want to say fifty six yards. It's a career high. Maybe 154. Sorry about that. I, I'm Carlos is right. I'm a, I'm Vaden here. But uh, four straight game over 100 yards, six out of seven. As Jared Goff said, he's a stud, and uh, a Brad Holmes poster boy for, for finding a finding a guy. You know, absolutely, a, his, a great, great, player. one of the great finds in the draft. 
ever, maybe, but uh, as it's for the Lions, we're going to see for the Lions, but we're going to see. I mean, you know, as it plays out, this this guy's going to make Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl if he stays healthy. Um, But more importantly, they go to seven and two. Stay atop the division and keep pace with the the Vikings, Vikings who beat the Saints, right? Who beat the Saints and they're coming hard. They're not. I, people got to be a little bit concerned about that right now. So um, it's a, it was actually a more important win than really you would think going into this game. So if they keep track, keep pace, um, it's going to be an interesting end of the season as we enter the second half of the season. Yeah, no, I think the whole the whole newsroom is going to be in Minnesota on 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 New Year's Eve. Uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah, I Christmas. won't be there, but let me know how it goes, though. Yeah, no, no. I'll, I gotta wait for Santa. Well, it's a Delta hub, so we should be able to get back. You know what I mean? Well, it's really expensive flights for some reason. So, well, hub to hub it's often be is. You in first class is what it's. Gonna That's be. never the case. No, look at you. You're the one with the Rolex on, or the Rolex lookalike, or whatever it is. I, I, I don't. Who knows what yeah, that is? All right. I think we've fallen off the rails uh, a while ago. It's good to see you, bud. You too. It's uh, it's always fun covering a game, especially on the road with you. We will uh, we will be back with our regular edition of uh, Free Press Sports with Carlson Sean. We'll probably um, you know, what Thursday. Thursday. We'll be we'll be we'll be back Thursday. Hopefully a little, with a little more clear head. At least for me, Carlson is always clear headed. We want to thank you for spending some time with us, and uh, as always, listening to the show. And we'll talk to you later this week. Mm-hmm.